Hey, 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 welcome in. This is another episode of the Grinding True Crime Podcast with your host, Maddie Matt, along with our narrator, Todd Fox, and our third host of the show, Big Renee. Welcome in back, you guys. We weren't here last week. We took a break for some maintenance issue. Uh, we are building our studio, and so far, so good. But we decided to do our show again this week, so glad to have you guys with us. But before we get into the show, just want to break it down on where you guys can find us. You can find us on our page, Grinding True Crime Podcast, our Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, as well as any other uh, podcast streaming Look us up under the Grinding True Crime Podcast. So, with that being said, all those introductions being taken place, the show for today, I am excited to get into. Don't know what it is. Okay, well, the show today has to has an NFL theme to it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. I think I already know. <laughs> I think you already know, huh? Well, yep. there was, there is a there is going to be a sports. I have two or three sports. Um, um, what is it called? People coming up here, but uh, this one is going to top it off. I think this is a known case to you guys. You should know this one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's the story of Mr. Ray Theodos Caruth. Theodos. Caruth. Yep, Ray Caruth. <laughs> Mr. Ray Caruth, born on January 20th, 1974, to parents Theodore, Theodore, uh mother, Samuel, stepfather, mm-hmm. and his uh, real father's name, interestingly enough, is Charles Wiggins. So he was not given his real father's name. Um, wow. Yeah, he took the stepfather's name, Caruth. Okay. I bet you Samuel's uh, not liking that. that he yeah, took, I see. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whoo. So... He grew up in Sacramento, California. He attended uh, a Valley High School okay. and was a well-liked uh, football player there. Made, you know, he was a short receiver. He was only five nine, but he was very fast. Made a lot of good plays. Um, well-liked in high school, but he was big on the ladies, as that will play a huge part later on. Ooh, ladies yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he um. He got a scholarship. He had a, a standout year in a, a senior year. He almost had 2,000 yards receiving. Okay. Um, wow. He was, um, what do you call it, recruited by the Colorado uh, Buffalo. And okay. at, at that time, their quarterbacks were Ty Detmer, if you remember him, and uh, Cordell Stewart. Oh, yeah. And he was on the field in that uh, game in Michigan where Colorado – uh, upset him on that Hail Mary by Cordell Stewart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was part of that mm-hmm. big team. Yeah. So I that remember was, that one. And he was named first team All-American in 1996. Um, okay. So, right. during this time... So, Col- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying, so, as, as of right now, his career looks very promising. Yes, he looks like he's going to be a big-time player. And, um, you know... Uh, He's going to get drafted probably, you know, because he's mm-hmm. playing pretty good. Okay. Um, now, his sophomore year in Colorado, this is where he first runs into some trouble. Um, mm-hmm. he, he runs into a woman. Let's see. Um, he, he runs into a woman uh, in his sophomore year, high school or college, sorry. 
and she and him get together like normal people do. She gets pregnant, mm -hmm. and um, well, he doesn't want nothing to do with the baby. Ooh. The, the mm -hmm. baby's named after him too, Raylando. It's proven <laughs> to be his kid. Uh, he doesn't want to pay child support. He's still playing around with other chicks. So he really doesn't have any, um, you know, any kind of parenting skills at this point. Okay. So basically, uh, she sues him for, uh, you know, neglecting his son and not, you know, being there, supporting her. Because, you know, you have to drop out of college if you're pregnant and if you have the baby. And so she couldn't continue her career and, you know, her aspirations. So okay. she sued him. But because of his athlete status and the lawyer he probably got from Colorado State University, um, he was given a sweet deal. Just pay her $2,700 one time and be a father and be in the picture for his son. And he failed to do that. He paid the money, but he never became a father figure to the kid. Wow. And, and got out of paying child support because of the sweet deal that he got. Wow. Got the easy way out. No kidding. Did just about nothing, right? So, in 1996, you know, this is two years after the 94 incident with the other girl. Mm -hmm. He is, um, the Carolina Panthers need a wide receiver. If you remember, in 1994, they were an expansion team. Mm -hmm. they, um, they didn't do, I think they only won one game. And then 95, they, they uh, with Kerry Collins, they went all the way to the NFC Championship game. Or I think it was 96, I'm sorry. 96. 96, yeah. yeah. 96, the year after, uh, yeah, the Carolina Panthers went to face the Packers. Packers beat them, went on to the Super Bowl. The very mm -hmm. next year, with, the first, uh, with their first round pick and 27th overall, the Carolina Panthers select Mr. Ray Carew. And, uh, and the crowd goes crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Ray Carruth had uh, 44 receptions that year, four touchdowns, and 800 yards receiving, leading all rookie receivers. Not bad for a rookie. Yeah, and he got a rookie, contract, a rookie contract of $7 million. That's good money back then. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So... Um, so two years later into his career, he came off an injury plague season in 97, 98. He was not, not doing very hot, barely on the field again. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a big guy, dude. He was just 5'9", maybe like a buck 50, buck 60, not bulky at all. And um, so he took some hits and he sat out a lot. Um, but in, 90, in 97, uh, into his second season or his first season, rookie season, he, he met Sharika um, – Shrika Williams or Shrika Adams. Okay. And they, and they began to date. She's a pretty young, vibrant girl. She was in, in her college days. She was a cheerleader, very attractive, very spunky, very nice woman. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. A couple of years into it, uh, in, it's a, to 1999, or actually in the very beginning of 1999, uh, she, she got pregnant. Ooh. And, um, Here's the problem with that. Um, he was coming off a bad season, trying to get another contract, didn't want a baby. From the moment she got pregnant, he began playing around, going to strip clubs, 
having multiple girlfriends mm -hmm. and the relationship was toxy-turvy, you know, up and down. He advised her several times, hey, can we get an abortion? Um, what about adoption? Like, he just, he wanted nothing to do with being a father. Dang. Absolutely not. Straight up deadbeat. Well, so what do you guys think of Ray so far? Uh, football career prior to going to pro, I thought he was pretty good. Okay. Father of the like year? Heck no. <laughs> yeah, he's, the barrel, nah. yeah, he's not doing too much for um, all the fathers out there trying to, uh, you know. <laughs> he's making the black community very, very, uh, yeah, not proud of him. <laughs> Playing into the stereotype, right? <laughs> Playing into the stereotype, man. Had to be a, had to be a brother. <laughs> so in early November of 1999, he um, he's still not with her. They're kind of like going back and forth, arguing. He's with other women. He meets a friend at uh, at a strip club manager. We'll get into him later. Okay. He begins talking with him, talking with a few other shady people, and uh, he's just making bad decisions. So. Um, and this is '99, right? Yeah, this is '99. Okay. Three so, years into. Yeah, three years into his career. Okay. Um. On November 16th, 1999, though, he calls Sharice, Shrika, and, and tells her, hey, um, I want to go out to dinner with you, catch a movie, and, um, you know, kind of rekindle things. And she was hoping for the best because at this time she's eight months pregnant, and she didn't have a man in her life, and she was hoping that Ray would finally own up to being a father. Mm. But what Dude. happened was... Um, he told her, though, I'll meet you there. So he's not picking up an eight-month-old or eight-month pregnant woman at this point for a date. That should be kind of a red flag right there. Sounds kind of suspicious. Yeah. So they take separate cars, even though they're not too far from one another. He could have easily picked her up. Okay. They go out to the movie, catch the flick. They go have dinner. Everything's good. He says, hey, um, have a good night, whatever, get in the car. She gets in the car. He's like, I'll just follow you to, you know, you get to your house or whatever and, you know, do your thing. And then, um, so she's like, okay. So she drives off, gets on the interstate. Then she turns down the road, heading to her house. And uh, Ray's right behind her. Ray comes out of nowhere, goes alongside of her and pulls in front of her then starts to slow down to where she's starting to slow down and wondering what's going on and uh then that's what happens uh, then what happens next is another car comes from behind and pins her in mm. so not looking good yeah not looking good right it's not not the end of a typical date that um you would think of right yeah no yeah nope for me personally uh in that situation i would start panicking not panicking but uh i'll be a little nervous i'll definitely get nervous exactly so with that being said let me see about if i could play this right here um well first off what, what do we what, do we have the audio we actually do have the audio uh oh 
Is this the audio of uh, of the scene that's about to take place? Yes, I'm trying to get it pulled up right here. Because so in the meantime, let me see here. While you're doing that, in here? the meantime, oh, go ahead. How this happened? You hear? Okay, so it's kind of hard to hear right there, but what happens is she actually, the man pulls up alongside of her, the one that was behind her, gets, mm -hmm. gets out of the car while Ray has her parked his car in front of her. He walks up alongside the car, shoots into the car four times. He hits her in the head, chest, and stomach. Mm. Damn. So they both then take off. Ray takes off. And then um, the driver takes off. She's still alive, obviously. Now, nine one. Remember, this is 1999. Mm -hmm. So cell phones aren't really prevalent. This wasn't her. Um, this wasn't her making a phone call from her car and from her cell phone. This was her driving her car down the street, finding a house in rural North Carolina, crawling to the man's door. And the man at the door, which has one of those glass, you know, screen doors, mm -hmm. refused to come out on the porch step and give her any kind of comfort or wow. any kind of assistance. He handed her a phone and that was it. Wow. So she called 911 from his porch bleeding. 911 got there or the paramedics got there five minutes later, fortunately, and they were able to pick her up. Now the audio, wasn't probably that good. I'll, I'll try to probably that good. I'll try to um, edit that in off the speaker better. But mm -hmm. there's a longer uh, version where basically um, she says it was Ray, Ray Carruth. He drove off, and she said some other man shot shot her. So she was able to get everything off her chest before she was taken to the hospital. Wow. <laughs> First of all, gotta give her props on her guts and, and spirit to even fight to stay alive. Yeah. To get to another person's house. And even though that person, I mean, you can't really get mad at him because, you know, that's his property, that's his house. You know, if that's his discretion, if he wants to keep his family safe, to not help out or intervene with someone, that's, yeah. that's on him. I'm not gonna kill him too much, but. Me personally, as a uh, uh, giving person, I would have done a little more than just give that person a phone. But for her, her fighting spirit, man, you gotta give her props. You gotta give yeah. her some props. Yeah, it's, what do you think, Renee? Yeah, it's like, I'm surprised she even lived through that. Like, and to get to a house, get somewhere nearby and to get off, of, get off the phone call. Yeah, crazy. determination, right? Mm-hmm. And then you said she's pregnant too? Yeah, eight months pregnant. That that's that's that mother instinct coming in too. Yeah. Un unfortunately though, now being shot in the stomach as well, um basically the um what's that called with the baby's in? Um the sack. Um yeah, uh, yeah. The um uh, not the umbilical cord, it's the um God, what is that called? Yeah, I'm throwing a blank too. Anyway, that was ruptured. And 
the baby was not breathing for over 70 minutes mm. in the process of them trying to save her life. Now, she lost uh, she went, she lost consciousness on the way to the hospital. Um, when they got to the hospital, got her stabilized somewhat, they realized the baby wasn't breathing for that long. So it wasn't like they knew right away the baby wasn't breathing, but basically the, the baby wasn't breathing, so they had to do something. And right away, they went with the C-section and got him out oh. four, four weeks early. Um, the problem is, at the same time when this is happening, Ray shows up at the hospital and looking nonchalant, like he's just hanging out, having a good time, never asked about the kid's health or safety, and was just seemingly there just to make an appearance. And really didn't show too much emotion at all, which cops right away were had their eyebrows raised. Mm -hmm. And um, didn't show no emotion towards his former girlfriend being, you know, close to death. And, um, well, they tried, they, they took him downtown and, and asked him what was going on. And, and, you know, he didn't want to talk. And they're like, why do you not want to talk if you're not involved and you don't know uh, what happened? Why are you not wanting to cooperate? If you know anything at all, or can we just ask you basic questions? He, he, he turned him down, lawyered up, right? Mm -hmm. So it's when they, it's a day later when they get the 911 tapes and realize okay she she called him out on it so ray does if anything knows something he's a conspirator to this right yeah so they arrest him and as they arrest him um the lawyer for ray caruth and him post three million dollars bill okay so he's able to get himself out and the police are like look if this woman dies we're going to rearrest you no matter the fact if you bailed out or nothing. And he's like, whatever. So he went back to his house. They had a couple police cars there watching him, making sure he didn't take off. And so they just stayed by his house, kept surveillance, right? Mm -hmm. So as days go on, they're realizing the doctors now that the baby, because of the 70 minutes lost of breath, somehow hanging on, um, Poor little Chancellor, which is his name, um, has got cerebral palsy and yeah. and will be um, and suffered brain damage permanent. That sucks. Dang. And it's 15 days later that uh, Sharika succumbs to her her um, her uh, what is it called? Um, her injuries. Her injuries. Her injuries. She she passes away. But two days, two days prior to that, though, two days prior to that, Ray has had people coming and going from his house, coming and going. And um, the police have been watching every car that comes and goes. And there's been a few of them that have backed into his driveway to his garage and then they take off. And so it's a couple days, you know, they're, they're starting to see that, you know, Sharika is not going to make it. She's she can go at any time. And there's like, there's too many cars coming and going. We got, you know, do you think he left? And so the cops just said, screw it. They blew their cover, went over there to the house, searched the house, and lo and behold, he was gone. But 
Get out of here. <laughs> but they did make one smart move, and that was to write down every license plate of every car and every description uh, coming and going. And they basically were able to figure out that one of the cars that backed into the driveway was a former girlfriend of his driving a Honda Accord. And um, Smart cops. Yeah. So they were, as they were tracking the cars down, they put out what they call a bolo, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. And uh, they had cops looking in several states. Uh, and in a Memphis patrolman saw the uh, car um, just outside of the city, headed towards like the rural parts of Tennessee, pulled it over. Mm. It was the girlfriend. He asked to search the vehicle. She said no. But then they had probable cause because of what happened. And lo and behold, Ray was in the trunk. <laughs> in the trunk chilling huh he was in the trunk for over three hours wow <laughs> so he was arrested lo and behold and uh he was brought in what do you what do you think his explanation was being in the trunk uh from what they say what happened okay. I was gonna say he pulled a jazz, he pulled a jazz from Fresh Prince and eating chicken in the trunk. So, <laughs> well, it's funny you bring up eating chicken in the trunk. He wasn't eating chicken in the trunk, but they did find two water bottles full of piss. So uh, he was drinking. Wow! It, yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> I have no idea, man. I have no idea. Them trunks weren't that spacious back then. <laughs> well, they weren't. Um. Dang. So, there was this other guy named Watkins, and uh, he was the uh, strip club manager over in oh, North, okay. North Carolina. And this is, okay. a, this is a shady dude with a huge past, right? Okay. And he's kind of insane. So, Ray found him, paid him a couple thousand to kill his ex, and uh, they arrested him, and uh, Ray thought, okay, by cop into this I'll get five to ten years on conspiracy but they figured okay you know what we're gonna get you for as much as we can we're gonna try to charge you with capital murder and we're gonna try well you know with a baby the unharming or the harming to a fetus and all this other stuff they throw on all these other charges plus the conspiracy and Ray was up for the death penalty hmm but because he gave his testimony about what happened and Watkins was a mess on the, on the, uh, what is it called? On the, uh, on the stand, on the stand. Yes. He was cussing, telling stories. He said that when he found out that, um, she was shot and not killed that, um, he wished the quote unquote bitch would die. Wow. Yo, so he had no remorse. He had no remorse. Mm -hmm. And um, he said that uh, the the boy should have died instantly. He he was aiming. Dang. Yeah. Jeez, every, man. Yeah. Every other word. Oh, go ahead. That freaking sob. <laughs> yeah. So he my took a lot exactly. of. What did you say, Renee? Like my words exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he took a lot of heat off of uh, off of Ray, basically, and. Um, Wow. The, the jurors really hated this guy. So even though he was given testimony in Ray's um, case, 
when it came around for his, he got the capital murder charge. And he's not eligible for parole until 2064. When, well, yeah, he ain't coming out. Yeah, he's already like 50-something too, so he ain't going to last. Yeah, he, yeah. And um, basically when he was in, when he was given his testimony or his final thoughts or when they sentenced him, he said, they better not release me. I'm going to kill Ray and his family. Dang. So he said that snitching SOB and call him every word. And when the judge told him he can't say things like that, he told the judge where, what he could do to him in a sexual manner. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yo, is this about Ray or is this about uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Watkins? <laughs> Watkins made it about Dang. himself. Yeah. Jeez. So, um, Ray got charged with capital, uh, not capital, yeah, he got capital murder or first degree murder. He he got out of capital murder, which was, would have been a death, death penalty. So he got 18 mm-hmm. to 25 years, right? So mm-hmm. this is in um, 1999 when he was sentenced. Um, now, you want to know what happened to Chancellor, the young boy who was born through all this? What happened? If what happened you, now? If you Google or you YouTube him, I I want to say this, but giving both sides of it, is he looks identically like Ray, unfortunately. I mean, that is that dude, you can't deny. I mean, you wouldn't need a DNA test. He looks a spitting yeah. image. I actually did uh, see him uh, a month ago. They did a little part on him, and that, yeah, you're right. He looks spot on, just like him. there is no more on that on Ray Crew for that one. No, <laughs> not at all. And and the thing about Ray, but, but about Chancellor is, if you look at him, he smiles all the time, mm-hmm. and he has mm-hmm. a sweet disposition. And even though he looks like Ray, you can't help but love the kid's attitude and look. And his smile was like, he, it makes me smile to see him on the video when I was doing my research. And when I was doing my research about him, the kid, even though he has so many things stacked against him, his grandma uh, who raised him, Sandra, uh, basically took care of his needs from day one. And the kid is doing great in school at the, at the time of, you know, fast forward to like 2018. Um, he's getting ready to graduate uh, high school, you know, he's a senior. The kids love him at the high school. You know, he's, they have him in physical therapy and mental therapy classes. And he's just got a really good personality to him. And so in October of 2018, uh, coming up on the 20 year anniversary of the, um, of the murder of his mother, the Carolina Panthers did a really cool thing, even though they cut ties and did not want anything to do with Ray Carruth, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but before a football game, I didn't get the game. It was it was in October of uh, 2018. Before the uh, national anthem and all that stuff, how they always do the pregame festivities, the players mm-hmm. came out on the field, all the Carolina Panthers, and they wheeled him out onto the field in a Panthers jersey. And... Um, the owner had invited his entire family to come down in this, you know, they enjoy the game in the suites, but they had him on the field before the game and he was flipping the coin for the coin toss. Mm-hmm. And 
there was a thunder of supplies, and they, when they showed his smile on the on the on the uh, on the jumbotron, so I thought that was a really heartfelt uh, emotion, and mm-hmm. really really good thing by the Panthers. And that's when they told uh, the mother that they had put aside an all expenses paid um, college fund for him. Wow, that's really uh, good. And they and they also um, said that any future um, medical expenses were on them, and they bought them a new van uh, to take. Wow. I thought that was pretty cool. That was really good for them. Good gesture. Yeah, and here's the other thing. The family wasn't left out in the dark the entire time either. In 2003, um, they applied for and got the Victims Advocate um, Fund, and they were Mm -hmm. awarded $5.3 million from the state of North Carolina. So, yeah, they were – so he's been well taken care of. And one last thing about him uh, moving forward is the unfortunate thing – is just a few months later, Ray Carruth was paroled. And, wow. and uh, he wanted to reunite with his son. And the mother said, absolutely not. And he then, because he wrote an apology about everything, and he wanted her, but, but then as soon as she said no, he blasted her in the media saying she's been lying about him for years. So she's like, he doesn't need to know you. You tried to kill him. You didn't want him here. You don't deserve him. He's my guardian angel. He's our... He's our, um, he's the thing that makes us all tick. So yeah, everyone said, screw Ray. And by all regards, he's hunkering down somewhere on the East coast by himself. And then the last bit, the last thing to wrap this one up is, uh, the kid is still doing great. This, uh, May of 2020, he attended the college of his choice. It's not specified, but he started college. That was good for him. Wow. Yeah. That's really good for him. Unfortunately, he had to suffer through that, but, you know, big ups to the grandmother and the, the or, uh, Panthers organization for supporting him and, you know, making his life somewhat better for what the tragedy he went through. Dang. Yeah. Screw you, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bastard had the audacity to want to see his son after all these years. The one you tried to kill. Yeah. No, you don't deserve him. Yeah. And they get mad when the grandmother say no. Like, I wouldn't even... Yes, of course, a part of me, you know, we're human. We would want to see our son. But if if I was denied not to see him, I would understand. I would... I tried to kill him. Like, I would... I, I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, stupid idiot. What do you think, Renee? Yeah, that guy is... And props to that kid. You know, that kid ended up having a, you know, somewhat good life. Yeah, having a good life. You know, um, yeah. Stu- stupid that that, that guy <laughs> Ray still wanted to see see his son after all that time. It's good on the family to deny him that. He doesn't. De- he doesn't deserve. He didn't deserve him anyway. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a shame that the son paid the price. And the daughter Shriek lost her life over something really stupid. Um, you know, and I don't know if it was Ray at the time, but his career was in the dumps at that point, just three years in. Like, he wasn't able to stay healthy, so maybe he was thinking, I don't want to pay child support for 18 years. And, you know, who knows what he was thinking, but still, it's not justified to do what he did and the way he did it and just... 
you know, whatever comes to him in the future is well deserved in a bad way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wow. basically he was trying to take the coward's way out. Yeah. Or to him the wow. easy way. So the yeah. Yeah, but that but I, I if you're listening to this show and you haven't seen you know seen the videos of a uh, young chancellor, I suggest you look up to it because if you're if you're having a bad day, just look at that kid as he tries to live everyday life. It's a struggle for him to do the easiest things in some regards, but he does it with the nicest smile you'll ever see on a young man. So I encourage you to look that up. Yeah, I have to concur on that one. Yeah, having a bad day, just look him up. See what <laughs> yeah, if you're look struggling, do something. Like Renee said, you could totally look at this kid and see that he's accomplishing things that would take us, you know, you know, easy things we look take for granted and we're struggling with our stuff. You know, we got to appreciate people that have it far worse than we do and they're making the best out of it with a smile. Yeah. 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 Man. Well, that was an interesting one. I mean, for mm-hmm. uh, this, this is the first uh, celebrity one, right? Or, or athlete one, right? This is the first athlete one. That's yeah. Did, right. This is the first athlete. Um, I'm debating whether to go back to back with an athlete because I do have an athlete not so prominent for what he did on the fields, but for what he did after his career. And, uh, I'll just give it away. Uh, he played for the Packers. Ooh. Hmm. I think I know who this one is too. <laughs> so, this one's a right. No, I don't know if you know about this one. If you know this one, this one's pretty intense. This one, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the Packer one's going to be a two-parter for sure, especially if we're recording 40 minutes per. It's a two-parter easy, dude. All right. Perfect. So, well, let's do that for next week. Let's do a uh, to-be-continued for uh, the next couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Todd, for enlightening us on the Ray Carew story. I actually knew about it, didn't know into into deep on the details of it, so you actually did enlighten me on that one. So I appreciate it, sir. You do a great job in doing this, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Renee for chiming in. Good job, sir. Yep. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, once again, this is the Grinding True Crime Podcast. You can find us on our, uh, our page, Grinding True Crime iHeartRadio, just look us up under the Grinding True Crime Podcast and you can listen to our previous recordings that we've done and enjoy our true crime. So, with that being said, this is your host, Maddie Matt, signing off with... Oh, sorry, my bad. Todd Fox. (laughs) And with... (laughs) Big Renee. Signing off, you guys. Everyone have a good one. You too. Peace.